0: You know, a lot of times when we focus on what kind of partner that we want, that we want them to be kind and supportive and not angry and so forth, we actually use our power, a power over. We might, let's say, yell or criticize, maybe manipulate, threaten, in order to get what we want, like a toddler. And usually in love relationships, if not also... In life itself, people try to exert power when they don't feel valuable. That's right. Welcome everybody to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Privil Taplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers. Neighbors, Relationships, Let's Talk About it. Hey, welcome everybody to another episode of Relationships, Let's Talk About It. Today is going to be a solo cast, just me. And this episode I entitled, How to Get the Intimate Partner You Most Want to Have. And I don't usually do this, but it's a little bit of a hook. It's not a trick, not by any means at all. But the real way to get that person is to be the partner that you want to be. Be the person that you want to find. That's how to find the person. So I'm going to be talking many aspects of being the partner that we want to be instead of focusing on what kind of partner that we want, whether we're not in a relationship right now and we actually want a partner or we are in a relationship and we're constantly looking at our partner and wanting them different. We're constantly criticizing them, maybe blaming them, begging them. Biggest bang for your buck, like I always say, is to do something different on your side of the net. The relationship is this dance, it's this system. When one part of it shifts, the dance has to shift. And go ahead and look inward. That's where the quest is. And this is multifold. Accept us at times that we're not up to par, when we're feeling down and we want our partner to love us, to support us. Yeah. So until... You're willing to give yourself the love and the intention that you long to get from someone else and until you can lay claim to all those characteristics, all those value systems that you're seeking from somebody else, the chances are good that you will be very unsatisfied in any relationship. So there's times that we really got to learn to give that to ourselves. You are an expert of what you want in a relationship you are an expert because there's no one that's more qualified to give you what you really want and need than you so a lot of times we have these wish lists right we have this wish list of this ideal mate you know somebody that again wants to spend time with me really loves me unconditionally really gets me you know to the core really understands me support me and All of my ideas and what I want to do, of course, respects me. I know that all sounds fantastic to put out. So in general terms, I'm talking about having somebody that is compassionate, that is empathetic, somebody that is deeply loving, kind, generous, patient. So again, We got to bring that on ourselves and we have to be that person. We have to be that kind of partner. I want to tell you, it is so much more enjoyable and so easier when you just say, what is my work? What what do I want to do that's going to change, make me a better partner, make me a better person? I have way more influence and control over that than getting my partner to do what I want or change way more. And it's incredible work, right? It's the evolution of ourselves, working on ourselves to be who we want to be. But we have to have intention. We have to know that. We have to know the characteristics of what it is that we want to be. And again, a lot of it, when you stop focusing on what you want from your partner, that's also who you want to be. So spend way more time over there way more intentionally focused thoughts about who you want to be and how you want to be so that's the trick that i'm going to tell you it is actually focusing on how you want to be patient how you want to be compassionate kind generous and when people say what do you mean how do i want to be it's like vision what does prepo look like in his day with his partner of being patient. You know how I get to know that? It's all the times I wasn't patient, right? Times I wasn't patient, though I wasn't fully there, that I was impatient and grumpy, not focused, not present, and gave my wife a lot of shitty energy. I can go back to those times, and I can look and go, man, I don't wanna be that kind of partner. I wanna be more patient. So in those incidences that I wasn't patient, And I brought this up in a lot of past podcasts. A lot of my impatience with my wife was around waiting for her that I always consider her late, you know, getting out of the house and four trips to, to the car with five bags. And still she goes back in the house for just one more thing. And then she's in there for another four or five minutes. I know that some people might say, well, that that's just disrespectful. You know what? Nah that's just right now who she is and she's been like that for for a while and she's doing many things to get out of the house in a way that she's comfortable with to make sure that some things are have its right rightful place and so forth and i know that it brings her a lot of anxiety and has when i've been really impatient before huffing and puffing you know waiting in the car honking the horn after 10 minutes that's ridiculous, and that, that's me getting jacked. Do I want to feel that way myself? No, and that's definitely not the partner I want to be. Hey, I want to fast forward this to guys give you another trick to bypass all of this. Picture yourself on your deathbed. I know it's not an easy one, but it's a great way to reflect on your life, right? What would you be thinking about? Most people, they're at the end of their life. They contemplate how well did they love, how well did they let go, what kind of person they were, and here we can reflect on what kind of partner we were. So I know on my deathbed, I don't want to be thinking about that I was an impatient partner. I don't want to be thinking about that. I want to be reflecting upon that I was a patient partner, that I was a kind partner, that I was a supportive partner. So if I know I'm going to be reflecting upon that on my deathbed, I might as well be doing that right now so that I can have that experience later on in my life. That's right. We've got an opportunity to not have those regrets later on. We can be who we want to be right now. I'd rather feel really good at the end of my life when I'm reflecting on those things. I bet you want to also, right? Right? That's a motivation, people. So I changed the patient thing with the car, <laughs> getting out of the house. I know my wife now really appreciates that I know that, hey, that's her Virgo rising, you know, focused on all that nitty gritty stuff. If she's all over the place trying to get out of the house like that. I'm going to give her patience. I'm going to help pack the car and take things out. I'm Like I said, I keep some reading material that I can read so I'm not impatient. I slowly come back in the house when everything's packed, just to let her know, hey, I'm ready, but I don't say it. Hey, I'm ready, Where, what, what's wrong with you? Come on, get out of the house, like what I used to say. And just my presence lets her know, oh yeah, Prepo's ready and everything's packed, I can get out of the house. It helps her get out of the house without having to say something. So that, that was a really nice shift. And it took me a while, folks. Yes, it did, it definitely did, but it took focused attention to focus on and visualize how does people be patient? How do I want to be more patient? Find that one area in my life that I wasn't. And that then carried over to other areas of me being more patient with my wife. I started seeing when I wasn't patient when she had computer issues, right? She's not a computer genius at all. And when she gets flustered that the computer's not doing what she wants to do, Sometimes I would give her a little energy, a little shit about it. You know, hey, hey, calm down. Or like, damn, can't you just learn this for the fifth time? Maybe I didn't say that, but I like, I maybe realized, like, hey, come on. Like, I, I told you how to do this before many times. I used to give her that kind of energy, but now I don't. I, I, I want to be available to help support her. I know it's not easy for her to learn. She is so masterful in so many areas of her life in so many ways. She's got this as a challenge. I've got my own challenges, so I want to have empathy for her. And folks, it's something that some of you that know and hear Rainbow speak and how sweet she is, when she gets frustrated with the computer, I mean, it's, it's fuck, fucking, fucking, Fuck. <laughs> She regresses into a, into a little child state in her frustration. So why not just be supportive when, when she's like that, when she's having a meltdown, instead of me giving her more energy, that creates more of a meltdown. Come on, folks, this sounds so familiar, doesn't it? So it does take discipline to see yourself be more patient and then act upon it and act upon it and act upon it. And I really hope that in years to come that she's going to think about the computer of frustration with me being patient with me being supportive. That's gonna be beautiful for me to to know that she's gonna think about that. And all of this takes a tremendous amount of self-care and self-love to give you the time to be able to have self-compassion of yourself to the times that you're not acting like the partner that you wanna be. You've gotta have, that's a whole realm that I talk constantly about, right? Feeding self-appreciation, feeding the self-compassion, so that you can take accountability and responsibility in areas of your life that you want to shift and change and set that forward and just keeping putting attention on it by seeing yourself be that person. I'm telling you, folks, it's a great, great trick, man, that we're given this visualization in this body that we can actually change and manifest and create things in our life by visualizing who we are and how we want to be. For instance, if you really want to be a present partner and really present in situations, see yourself show up really presently. Like when you're going out on a date, how are you going to look at your partner? You're going to really look at them and feel a lot of love and look in their eyes and make sure that you're touchy, maybe touching their hands at times when you're talking, showing some love with some touch, being very interested and curious of what they're saying. Yeah, just really be passionately interested in the person that's showing a lot of presence so you can actually see yourself be that in the projection of the next time you're going to be together you know i know that i hear a lot of partners because i get this in my work that they want to be supportive of their partner but sometimes they just hear them complaining and they think that it's just going on and on and then they either check out or they get impatient themselves And I think you got to really look about the difference between maybe putting up a boundary here and there of when you're available to hear something as opposed to showing disinterest or criticizing your partner for being, let's say, critical or complaining or being negative. My wife recently told me that a few months back when she was having this really challenge with a woman's group that she was in how when i heard about the situation i was very very supportive i wanted to be because i knew how much she was affected by it how emotionally she had a struggle about it i really wanted to be there for her so i was curious i was asking her questions i was giving her empathy i was showing a lot of love i was really supportive of her reality and what she was seeing i was helping her do research and write letters and emails And this lasted for a while. I think we were kind of in it for maybe a month energetically. And uh, I never once felt that I didn't want to support her because I saw myself supporting her when I could. There were very few times when I told her that I wasn't available to have that talk, but how about in a half hour or an hour when I am more available? I want to let her know that she was important. And she told me how much that really meant to her. And that felt really good to hear, right? The appreciations, I say, that you need to feed the relationship. You need it as the foundational, the most important aspect of your relationship. Because when she appreciated me for that, I really felt acknowledged and seen that I was doing my work of wanting to be supportive. And she acknowledged it and she saw it and she appreciated it. So it makes me want to do more of it that she acknowledges it and appreciates. Because how many of you have had the experience when you said to a partner, you hear it from, from your partner, hey, I've been there for you over and over and over and you just don't see it and I'm just fed up of giving you that, that attention that I'm not acknowledged and seen for. It. Or you just don't care the efforts that I give you in support, so why should I do it anyway? Does that sound familiar? Mm -hmm. When my wife acknowledged this support that she felt and seen by me, again, it makes me want to give her more of that. It just fuels it. And that's a beautiful reciprocity that you can have in your relationship in this way. So it's good to have these interesting questions to ask yourself, you know, instead of saying, I wish I had a partner who is more patient Maybe you might try to say, I wish that I could be more patient and see if that sentiment rings true in in any way and see yourself evolve in being that possible partner that you actually want to be. So that's a good trick. Instead of focusing on, I wish my partner was more compassionate or I wish that my partner was more kind, you might want to bring it and say, I wish that I could be more kind and see, feel, and behave, and give that energy of kindness. So I want to help you along with another couple questions I put out in other podcasts that I think are imperative for this. They're simple. You can ask yourself, what am I doing that's making it more difficult to get what I want? And what can I do to make it easier to get what I want? So let's say that you want more compassion, more kindness, more generosity, more closeness. Put it on yourself again. If I was the partner that I want to be, actually, what am I doing that's making it difficult to get what I want? So that's the first step to know, ah, I, I'm not being kind by rolling my eyes and looking away and shaking my head. Uh, that's something that I do that doesn't make it easier to get what I want. Kindness, compassion for my partner and also for me to be that partner. So the focus of what can I do to make it easier to get what I want. Now you could see yourself be that way. Be the way that you want to be. If I want to get more cooperation with my wife in the house, I'm going to go ahead and cooperate more in the house. I'm going to come home and I'm going to look what maybe needs to be done. If she's cooking, I'll go ahead and fill the water or Go ahead and, and make the table maybe i'll help a little bit and ask her if there's some things that she needs me to chop or, or or to cook that's a way that i can make it easier to get a cooperation by being cooperative see folks are you getting it <laughs> the more that you want in a partner the more that if you show up giving it you've got a better chance i'm not saying that's 100% successful because, yes, it does take the give and take and it does take a partnership. And that's a way to have cooperation and connection in your relationship. You know, a lot of times when we focus on what kind of partner that we want, that we want them to be kind and supportive and not angry and so forth, we actually use our power, a power over we might, let's say, yell or criticize, maybe manipulate, threaten, in order to get what we want, like a toddler. And usually in love relationships, if not also in life itself, people try to exert power when they don't feel valuable. That's right. And this is a, a really important concept because for us when we try to substitute power for value is that we can't feel valuable when devaluing someone else, especially people that we love and care for. So it's really important to note that when we feel devalued, we have to do something that will make us feel more valuable, not more powerful. And then therefore taking responsibility of how we act, how we think, the person and the behavior that we are, that is valuing ourselves, bringing up our value. You might feel power. That's, that might feel good, empowered, but not power over the other person. Because usually when we get angry and critical, we feel that anesthetizing feeling of power. Like, you know, the adrenaline is flowing and we p- feel p- very powerful and that we really believe in what we're saying. But man, the way that we're throwing it out, man, it is unhealthy so again you have more influence by changing ways that you can act more positively and connecting in being the partner that you want to be that's a great mantra if all of you you know have it during the day i'm going to be the partner i want to be i want to just show up and being the partner i want to be that's right that's that's what i'm going to do today what are you going to do today people you know what I'm going to just show up and be the partner that I want to be. And I know that people think, oh man, that's so unrealistic to be perfect. I'm not talking about that. I got lots of chances to show up to be the partner that I want to be lots during the day. Lots. Let me just show up for more and more of them each day. That's all. One and then another and then another and then another. Let it be your relationship practice. And another way to be the partner that you want to be is your self-care is taking care of yourself in so many ways that you're not needing your partner to take care of you in the ways that you could support yourself when you're getting good sleep, when you're getting exercise, when you are engaging in community and friends so that you're not clinging to your partner to get all of that, right, to get connection or the feeling of taking care of yourself and how that feels so good in your body to be able to release and wash over, and taking a bath, or walking, or exercising, or meditating, you're taking care of the vehicle that is holding all of the emotions, and that's not your partner's responsibility. So hey folks, I did something uh, a little unusual, I took a little break there, because when I was talking about taking care of myself, and exercising and be that kind of partner that i want to be so that i can feel good about myself to have some self-worth to also be the partner to to support my partner for doing what she needs to do to take care of herself i went ahead and played some basketball for a bit there yeah it's a neighborhood little basketball group that we got going on on mondays at five o'clock so that's what the time was i paused. I took my walk through the forest trail about 20 minutes to Earth Haven and we played some basketball against the barn. So being the partner that you want to be also means taking time for yourself, having good boundaries so that you also support your partner for doing the same. And I had a little insight when I was playing to or just walking through the forest and I thought I haven't talked about people that are looking for a partner or want a partner or want a relationship in their life instead of focusing on what kind of partner do you want again if you're not in a relationship you have all kinds of relationships to practice kindness generosity patience integrity I know when I get on the phone with my mother and there's some things that come up and I'm more of a patient person and empathetic to her that's going to enable me to do that in my other relationships so if you want a relationship to come into your life and you're thinking about the kind of partner that you want one way that you can do and track that is being that person in your life and other parts of your relationships you're already getting a bunch of practice doing it then And I do believe that. I do believe that we attract people in our lives for where we are in our own growth and our own evolution. So you don't have to wait to have a partner to start practicing on being the kind of partner that you want to be. Another insight that I have that I said it before, also on another podcast, is a great way to actually influence your partner for change. Is when you are the change. It inspires the other person to be that way. I know there's so many times when. My wife shows up in a. Empathetic way. Or the way that maybe she deeply apologizes to me. And really owns her shit. Man it inspires me to want to do that. So instead of her telling me. What she wants or for me to change in a certain way. When she's that way. That inspires me to want to step up to the plate in that way. So we can have tremendous amount of influence in, let's say, our partnerships by us focusing on our own changes and being who we want so that we can inspire our partner also. All of this takes intentionality, right? We have to be able to pause enough to look at the intention inside our mind's eye have the intention within our heart. How do we want to show up? What kind of partner do I want to be? And that's remembering to pause in small situations, like before you get out of your car to walk in your house. Boom. That's a micro moment to think about how do I want to be when I walk through the door? What kind of partner do I want to be? Do I want to be embracing? Do I want to be open? Do I want to be curious? Do I want to be passionate and excited to see my partner do i want to be kind in that moment you can see yourself do that as you're walking through the door that's intention when your partner asks to talk because they want some support for some reason that they're struggling in life you can take a moment and set that intention inside yourself of how you want to show up so i really want to stress the focus of pausing to be able to feel the intention of how you want to be. Those examples I gave you earlier of me being more patient, me being more kind, me being more supportive, it took intention for me to do that. It took the understanding of the change that I wanted to feel and see within myself. And that is so gratifying when we do that and we step up to more of our higher self, of how we want to walk in the world that's what relationships are there for for us to be able to grow in our own sense of self and evolve how are you going to do that alone it's wonderful to be able to bounce that off of other people how you relate to other people is a reflection of who you are in your higher self how you connect and remember spend less focus on the other person and why they may be making it difficult for you to show up the way that you want to put the focus more on yourself have that autonomy that's the way to live more authentically inside and reflective of yourself and for you parents out there you can definitely do that to that relationship too you can be the parent that you want to be i'll probably do a podcast on that one too Alright everybody, I think that's all I got for you right now. So thanks for staying with me. I enjoy doing this solo cast. I'm Han Solo today. Okay, sending lots of love to you all. Mm-hmm. And Make yourselves a beautiful day. Hey everybody, before you go I got a few more things I want to say. In order to also be the partner that we want to be, as I talked about earlier, the aspect of understanding yourself and liking yourself and feeling self-worth is so vital to be able to walk in the world that way. So I have a guided audio practice that helps you do that. Self-appreciation, the foundation of appreciation. The more that you're able to see these things that are positive and appreciate about yourself, the more that you will be able to become the partner and the person that you want to be. So go ahead and check that out on my website, Prepo.com. Under the relationships, let's learn about a page. And hey folks, I so appreciate all of you that have donated to the podcast. If you're inclined to do that, you can check out my website, Prepo.com. Support the podcast page and leave a one time donation or recurring donation. It helps tremendously to put out this professional, quality sound and insightful show notes that are there for you. So I want to get a shout out to my team Iris, Dawn, Taylor, Evan, and Celine. Thank you all so much. And another way that you can really help this podcast Is to share it as wide as possible Please leave us a review on Apple Podcast If you are listening on that platform That's another way to really spread And get the news of the podcast out To more and more people Thanks folks I know that it is still challenging out there In many ways We're opening up We're seeing smiling faces We need each other we need to love and connect with each other to transform this world. Mm-hmm. So go be a change maker. Thank you. Relationships, let's talk about it, is a production of Heartshare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prepo Taplitsky, visit prepo.com. Theme music by Adi the monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice.